Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's April, it is the 1st of April, it's 2019, and we have nine basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. As always on Mondays, I am joined by my main man, Will, Chief Justice 06. How are you doing, my friend? Man, I am doing great. Uh, definitely ready to get going. Listen, uh, full disclosure, you know, I am going hard at this FanDuel MLB Live Final. Uh, I know this is the NBA show. But I was so pumped to see that fired up for tomorrow, you know, qualifier number one. Got so excited. Already got my my bullet in there. And um, I'm excited about that, man. That, that just that just warmed my heart. So I, I'm ready to get going on this NBA podcast. But just wanted to put that out there because I was so excited when I saw that getting ready to reserve for tomorrow. So um, just ready to get going, man. Yeah, maybe they'll um, <clears throat> maybe they'll up their NASCAR contest because their NASCAR contests have sucked. Um, I've sent probably twenty emails in the past two weeks to their support team about NASCAR products. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I hope you had a good weekend, my friend. I'm ready to get back on the basketball grind. Everybody knows I take the weekends off. It was, it was weird, man. Baseball is going. I'm getting these alerts that home runs are happening. I'm just so busy. I can't. I cannot do other sports on the weekends and. Um, yeah, ready, ready to get back on the daily grind here. Get started with this basketball slate. Um, I posted a lot of people on Friday posted in the comment section of the podcast, and it was a lot easier before to switch over to baseball when Dan was doing the podcast Monday through Friday as well. And we had two podcasts going, but with Dan not doing the basketball podcast, why I'm talking baseball anymore, it's been a lot tougher to switch over. So at the end of the podcast, when we get done talking about basketball until basketball season's over. It's like 10 or 12, 11 more days. It's not much longer. Um, we're going to give out a few people that we like for home runs and talk a little bit of, about a pitcher that we potentially like. Um, you know, so um, talk a little baseball at the end of the basketball podcast. And then there's going to be days where there's not a lot of basketball games and we'll still be able to talk baseball. But on nine game slates like this one, we're going to spend like five minutes on baseball when we get done with basketball. So if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there. Check them out. It is fantasydraft.com. ton of stuff going on in fantasy draft right now. They got stuff up for MLB for tomorrow. They got their $15,000 home run. They got their NBA stuff, $7,500 pick and roll, $25 buy-in on that pick and roll, and a 10-entry max. So you're not going to get a $25 tournament with a 10-entry max on the other site. So – if you haven't checked out Fantasy Draft, make sure you head on over there, check them out. NBA, MLB, NHL, they'll have their PGA up soon. So a lot of stuff going on over there. Well, let's get started. We start with Detroit at Indiana. Uh, like a lot of games on this slate the night before, there's not a total in this one. We got Blake Griffin is out, and Wesley Matthews is questionable in this one. Let's start with Detroit. Um, no Blake. What are we looking at here on Detroit? Uh, no, Blake, man, to be honest, um, I feel like we need to be playing drumming here. I mean, 
we saw what he did against Portland, which Portland's a I, – I, I would consider Portland a team that's down a fair amount of bodies right now. So I don't think that's an accurate depiction of, of what may have happened. But the bottom line is, no, Blake, Andre Drummond should be able to go nuts on the boards. Uh, as long as they can keep this game close, uh, I think they could have a good outing. Uh, Thon Maker played 28 minutes against Portland. Not that it mattered much. I mean, he, he didn't do much in, in the box there. But, listen, he got 28 minutes. If you think he can put together a nice little stat line, uh, then I think he's someone you consider at that price, 3,800 on DK, playing 28 minutes. Uh, you know, Wayne, Wayne Ellington is still playing around 30 minutes. Played 29 against Portland, 29 against Denver, 31 against Orlando. So he'll probably be around that 28 to 30-minute mark as well. Uh, Reggie Jackson, he, he played 34 minutes against Portland, had an outstanding game. And, you know, that's a guy we've always kind of had our finger on. You know, he gets a little bit too cheap. Uh, you, you may want to start firing him up. So maybe you look at him. I have, I have tried to avoid playing point guards uh, against Darren Collison. So I, I, I don't think it's the best play in the world today. I think I'd almost rather play ish, uh, coming off the bench here, but, Realistically, I think it's just drumming for me. I, I don't want to play too many other guys against Indiana. Yeah, like if you look at it overall, you know, the Pacers have been a, a top five defensive team throughout the season. And it really hasn't changed, you know, over even over like the last 15 games, they're still allowing the fourth fewest fantasy points to point guards. So as much as we like Reggie Jackson, going to get like a 4.7% usage bump um, with Drummond off the floor. There are – there's still defensive matchups, right? Like, it's not just a lock and load spot. You know, the usage goes up 4.7%. If we look at the game the other night against Portland, it had a 33.7% usage rate in that game. If you're going to tell me Reggie Jackson's going to play 30-plus minute with a usage rate of 30-plus percent, then I'm going to consider him. It's just not the best defensive matchup. And, you know, sometimes best defensive matchups – are crappy spots and sometimes really tough defensive matchups turn out. So don't mind Reggie Jackson. Don't mind Drummond. Um, really, really want some value to open up where I don't have to consider Thonmaker. Um, <laughs> just, <laughs> um, you know, and, and like even like a guy like Wayne Ellington is going to probably play close to 30 minutes here. Um, he, he shot the ball terrible against Portland the other night. Um, three for 12 and still put up 20 fantasy points. So, um, Pacers side of things, I'll be honest, Will, there's not a lot to love here on the Pacers. They're just not a team that crushes, uh, for DFS. Like they're six games up on the Pistons. They're right there with the Celtics. They're pretty much locked into the four or five seed in the East. Um, just nothing really, really standing out to me here for the the Pistons or the Pacers. Am I wrong? Nope. Um, I won't be playing any Pacers today. Like, you, you can make an argument for Darren Collison, but his price is up to 6K yeah. now. It's not 5,400 like it was against Orlando. The matchup is fantastic against Detroit, but 6K, like, yeah, he could I go for 40. He's done it three of the last 10 games, but... I just don't see an upside there that I'm looking for. Yep, I, I won't even be playing him. Uh, it's just not going to play him today. De definitely going to be a pass. Yeah, 
I'm, I'm with you. It just, you know, at, at the end of the day, like, I want to talk about guys that I want to play, and I just don't want to play anybody from this game. So this game's not even on the fantasy draft slate. If you play on fantasy draft, they're starting their slate 30 minutes later. So uh, remember that for roster construction. Detroit, Indiana, not on that slate. So moving on, we got the Bucks and the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, a lot of question marks surrounding this game. Giannis and Middleton both missed the game on Sunday. There's no news anywhere about them potentially returning or not for this game on Monday. So we got them as questionable. Miritic and Bodon or Brogdon are still out. And then on the Brooklyn side, Crab and Kirks are – well, Crab is out. Kirks is doubtful. Let's start with Milwaukee. Obviously, Will, if Middleton and Giannis are out – there's a lot of value to go around, as we saw on Sunday with the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's just like you said, man. If those guys sit, then, you know, you're, you're going to have crazy value opening up. Wilson, uh, Connaughton. Bonzi Colson. <laughs> yes, Bonzi Colson, Sterling Brown. 41 minutes on Listen, Sunday. Sterling Brown put up 52.25 fantasy points. Uh, And and he's a guy I kind of been looking at anyway, starting last week when I saw his minutes were trending up because of some of these injuries, Snell and DiVincenzo, you know, Brogdon. uh, Yeah, man, if if these guys are out, which I, I, I suspect one of these guys will play, but obviously, you know, we got to remember, too, like Eric Bledsoe was available off the bench on Sunday and didn't play either. So you got to remember that, too. So not only was Giannis and Middleton out, Bledsoe didn't play. Um, so you got to you, you gotta be careful here. Um, like if Bledsoe plays, if Middleton and Giannis play, there's still value here if one of them sits. But if they all play, I'm going to pass on this team. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you 100%. Uh, I, like I said, I suspect one of them is going to play at minimum. Um, This is one I think you just have to take a wait and see approach. Uh, You know, follow the news. If it's it's like you said, if if one plays, then that'll still open up some value. If they all play, if they all play, I still don't mind a play like a like a Connaughton or a uh, Sterling Brown, just because they're still going to play minutes anyway based on the current situation. But they, they wouldn't be completely necessary. So uh, th- that's it, man. If they're out, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm slacking on the analysis, but the bottom line is, is we're, we're just unsure. And um, if they're all out, you play the value. If, if one, or, one is in, you play that one and, and stuff in the value. If they all play, you don't play anybody. So I do premium NBA salary tags for RG Monday through Thursday for basketball. And I can't start my work I- until we get news probably around 1.30 tomorrow, whether or not some of these guys are going to play or not. Because it, this game is impossible to break down without knowing who's sitting, who's not sitting. You know, Milwaukee's five games up on the Warriors. They're three games up on the Raptors for the East and the best record. So... Um, and there's no um, news out there right now. Zero. There's none. I I looked. I, I looked for like ten minutes before we got started here, and I couldn't find anything. So, 
And like, I wouldn't even be shocked if they like, gave Brooke Lopez the day off here after giving one of those other guys the day off yesterday. So yep. going to have to just pay attention to the news on the Milwaukee side, adjust accordingly. We, we kind of got an idea on Sunday. Go back and look at that game log on who played minutes. Look at game flow on Roto-Grinders um, under court IQ and, and just kind of see like who played and why they played and stuff like that. So um, wish we could talk more about the Bucks here, but obviously with this injury news, there's nothing we can really talk about. Let's talk the the Brooklyn side of things here. Um, what are we looking at here on the Nets? Well, listen, these guys are fighting for a playoff spot, uh, so I, I'm ex- I'm actually kind of excited about Brooklyn, especially if a couple guys sit. Uh, you know, I, I thought that D'Angelo Russell was kind of I thought they were kind of going to be limited limiting his minutes, but the bottom line is, man, they've really ramped up his minutes the past few games. They're trying to make the playoffs, and, and they they are now down to like a seven seed. Uh, when they were, you know, up around that five, six range. So, uh, you know, and I know that's not too big of a deal because, you know, the last six teams, six, seven, eight, and nine are all within like a half game of each other. So uh, I I think they come out swinging here. I think they're going to try to win. I I think D'Angelo Russell plays big minutes in this one. And so I I really like him there at home. Uh, I, I think this just smells like a 50 spot. Even though, you know, Milwaukee's one of the best teams in the league on defense, I don't see them, you know, I I just don't see them giving their all like they would have at the front end of the season. I think, you know, they're trying to limit these guys. So I I like uh, Russell. I like Dinwiddie. Uh, You know, these are guys that that I'm looking at. Karis LeVert has started to turn it on, you know, direct correlation with the minutes. So if the minutes are going to be trending 28, 29 minutes, He's a guy, you know, I'm really going to be looking at in this spot as well. Um, a, a guy that I really like, Damari Carroll. His minutes have been pretty steady most games. I don't think he would be necessary in this spot. But Russell, Dinwiddie, and uh, and Levert, th- those are guys I, I would really, really consider here. Um, I don't hate Jared Allen just because his price has been cheap all year, and if you catch him in the right spot, catch him in the right game, he could really do some damage. So I think he would be like my my fourth guy if I had to consider someone. But those top three, Russell, Dinwiddie, and, and Lavert, I, I like those three guys today for this spot. Yeah, and you know, there's a couple other names that we need to you know talk about here. Um, you know, you you brought up um, Lavert. Lavert's minutes have gone up when Dinwiddie's minutes have gone down. Um, you know, Kirk's got hurt in that game against Boston the other night. And it was kind of interesting because, like, the front end of that back-to-back, like, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson played big minutes against Philadelphia in that game. Yes, and did. then they came back, and, like, Kirk's got hurt, and they didn't go to Rondé Hollis-Jefferson at all. So, mm-hmm. you know, they ended up, you know, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, you know, played a lot of Ed Davis's minutes against Philly the other night. Um, so, like, that situation is interesting because if Kirk sits here, like – it's a matchup with Milwaukee and they could be missing some pieces here. But the other guy that I wanted to talk about on the Brooklyn side, you know, you talked about like how they're playing the get their guys minutes. And like, we can kind of project what they're doing because they're treating every game with like a playoff atmosphere right now. Joe Harris is the other guy that I wanted to bring up here with crab out. Joe Harris has played now, you know, four straight games, at least 32 minutes. Um, and getting 32 minutes in the Brooklyn offense is very rare. So with Crab out, Joe Harris is very much in play here at 4,800. It was, it was really nice 
when we got him at you know 4400 for a couple games there but he's still under 5k i think he's still worth you know looking at in tournaments here yeah listen i i i'm honestly never against a joe harris play uh because his minutes have been really stable all year he's been pretty much playing 30 minutes like right out of the gate and it really hasn't changed much so you know, if you're telling me I'm going to get a shooter that's going to stay cheap most of the year, I'll take it any day of the week. Love that call. Miami at Boston, no total in this one. Derek Jones is questionable. Magruder is out. Richardson is out. And Winslow is out. Um, Boston side, Al Horford is probable. Let's start with Miami going into Boston. A half a game ahead of the Orlando Magic and um, two, and a, two and a half games or three, three games ahead of the Charlotte Hornets and a half a game behind the Nets. So every game matters for the Miami Heat right now, the Orlando Magic, the Pistons, um, and the Hornets. Starting with Miami, all these guys out, Will. Um, they priced Dwayne Wade up finally. Um, and now he gets a matchup. It could be potentially the last time he plays in Boston um, with all these guys out. Goran Dragic's price has come up to 65. Um, are these guys too expensive, or is there meat on the bone here? Man, uh, that is the question of the day. Uh, if, if we had this RG segment going, I'd have to take a whole meat on the bone uh, approach about this whole team. D Wade, sixty seven hundred. I just, I don't like it, man. I, I, I think the meat is off the bone. Don't think we have any left there. Uh, Dragic, sixty five hundred. Um, obviously he put up sixty one against Dallas, but I think twenty seven to thirty five is more his range, especially in a matchup with Boston. Uh, I don't feel like we have enough meat on the bone. Uh, the one guy that I thought we were going to get for cheap today was Dion Waiters. And lo and behold, he's 6K. Uh, no meat on the bone. 5,500 on Fandle, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I. it's tough, man. Uh, it really makes me not like Miami. Uh, I, I would feel more comfortable playing Bam at 6,200 than, than these other guys, which I probably shouldn't. Uh, because that's probably about where he should be priced as well. Kelly O going back into Miami, if you think he's going to play 32 minutes again, then maybe you look at him. And then we knew this day was coming. We knew Whiteside was going to have one of those 20-minute explosion games, and he did it against the Knicks in 20 minutes, uh, put up 38 fantasy points. But he's 5,200. Can't trust that. So I, I'm kind of I'm out on Miami today on DK, man. I, I wish they were a little bit cheaper. But the bottom line is that they're not. And uh, so I don't think we can play them. Now, I, I would play Drogic for 6K on FanDuel. Uh, score is a little bit different. I actually would probably think about playing D-Wade at 6,100 on FanDuel as well. Uh, just, just because of the score, it's, it, it's, it's a little bit different. Get, get a, that extra point for steals. Don't get the, the bonus for three-pointers. But I'm not expecting D-Wade to shoot a bunch. Uh but yeah, man, that's about it. Uh, even Derrick Jones Jr. is questionable here. Um, I, I will say this: if Derrick Jones Jr. sits, I think that may change my outlook on this team because now you got to think D Wade might have to play thirty or thirty-five minutes. James Johnson's probably going to play thirty or thirty-five minutes. Uh, 
You, you may get the same thing for Kelly. I think that would change my outlook slightly. Um, but I, I would for sure need Derrick Jones Jr. to sit for me to consider them at these prices on, on DK. Yeah, what's crazy about this, too, is this is one of those they play in Boston on Monday and then Boston comes to Miami on Wednesday. Um, like, so, yeah, it's just one of those weird, like, two games. So two really tough games for the Miami Heat here if Boston, you know, plays everybody. And, like, I know, like, the Magic here, they, they, they played a couple back, you know, really, like, three and four nights, I think. And they're off until Wednesday and play the Knicks. So this is an interesting little stretch here for that, um, you know, bottom end of the the spectrum as far as this whole thing goes here. Um, Boston side of things. This is another thing that stinks about this game is while it's going to be a really solid basketball game, it's going to be one of the slowest paced, lowest totals on the slate. And that kind of worries me, too. Is there anything standing out to you for Boston? Man, not not really. Um, listen, I, I'm always a Kyrie fan. Like, I, I always feel like you, you can't play him. He's 9,300, though. You know, is, is it worth it today? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, so, so always a Kyrie fan. Um, but I, I feel like that's about it, man. Um, Jason Tatum, 5,800. I feel like that's appropriate for, for his production for the year. Uh, Marcus Morris, 5,700. I, I feel like that's appropriate. Uh, you know, Al Horford, 6,600. Um, I feel like that's appropriate. So I'm just not thrilled about playing any any Boston guys. I, I would take a stab on, on Kyrie in, in a large field tournament. It's kind of where I'm at. Let's move on. Chicago at New York. Oh, yeah. It is April basketball. Um, 212.5 total here. New York favored by three. Wendell Carter Jr. is out. Chris Dunn is doubtful. Hutchinson is out. Levine is out. Markinen is out. Porter is out. Nit Lakina is out. Traier is out. And Vonley is out. Whew. Gotta like, catch my breath. There's so many people out for this one. Will... <laughs> What are we looking at here on the Chicago? Like, you know, damn it, DK. Shaquille Harrison is now 6,500. Like, uh, I can't play him even against New York at 6,500. Yeah. Um, listen. So, <laughs> what, what, what if I told you, seriously, this is probably the one game where you get most of your value. And then you just try to figure out which stud you like. Uh, because I think I think that's the approach you take here. Um, I, I just think that's the approach you take. Now, some of these guys are priced up. Um, but we get Walter Lemon Jr. at 3K. Uh, you know, if Walter Lemon Jr. is going to get 31 minutes again for 3K, I'm not saying he's going to put up 40, 42 and a half fantasy points, but I definitely think it's possible going against the New York Knicks. I think you look at it. Uh, I, Walter Lemon Jr. may be the top value in the day. I mean, we, we've got him projected to start right now. Um, so Walter Lemon Jr. season, everybody. I, I don't know much about him, but listen, you know, we, this is a guy we may just have to take a shot on in this spot. 
Um, the other guys are priced up, like Shaq Harrison. Seldon's priced up a little bit. Um, Seldon only played 20 minutes against Toronto. He's priced up. Um, you know, Cabarro's priced up a little bit. So uh, Walter Lemon Jr. season, S-Z-N, Walter Lemon. That was terrible. But the bottom line is I, I think he's a guy you look at. Um, I I wish they would just play Felicio 30 minutes, but they're not doing that. So I don't think I'm going to play him either. Uh, but I, I think Walter Lemon Jr. is, is my guy on, on, the, on the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, like, you know, they, they've been starting Brandon Sampson. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of happens with his minutes. He hasn't been great. And um, well, he's still projecting to start. They got too many guys out right now, anyway, just to project. Yeah, but who, like, they have Harrison Seldon, Sampson, Lopez, and Archie. I guess moving Archie to the bench and letting Lemon start over Archie um, is kind of what we're projecting here. Because I read the report by uh, Casey Johnson that. Walt Lemon was going to start on Monday. I saw that as well. So, yeah. There Let's you go. have it, folks. Walter Lemon Jr. three K, three K special. Is he under? Is he? Is he the the punt over there on Fanduel? Man, listen. If if I'm not even going to uh, take him as a punt, like if I'm going to play Walter Lemon Jr. Um, on Fanduel, I'm, I'm just going to play him and and take my punt somewhere else and I don't, I don't even see him yeah yeah he's 3500 3500 on fan duel mm-hmm. uh there's I, one of my punts <laughs> well, well yeah I, i'm gonna take him as a as an actual play and i'll punt somewhere else so i'll find another punt outside of walter lemon jr I, i'm gonna play him for the points for sure all right new york side of things um oh man <laughs> DSJ came back. DSJ played 18 minutes um, and 20 minutes in his two games back. Um, the New York Knicks, one of, if not the hardest team to figure out this entire season. But right now, they are giving Mitchell Robinson run. Will they keep doing it? Nobody knows. But, hey. um, hey, Mark- at, like... March the upside's 31st, there, right? March 31st, 2019, 9.15 a.m. Source, New York Post. Uh, Mitchell Robinson will continue to start for the rest of the season. Mark Berman reporting. Uh, I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, according to the report. Listen, Fisdale changes his mind, you know, hey, all the time. <laughs> listen, listen to this. Before the game, uh, this is from a Twitter post, but anyway, it says before the game, DeAndre Jordan told Coach David Fisdale, play the kid, and Jordan was a DMP CD. Uh, In other words, I think Jordan is saying, look, I'm not playing anymore this year. You better play Mitchell Robinson. I'm I'm not going out there. I'm done. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) look, man, I'm going to try to roll with this report here. I, I like Mitchell Robinson. Uh, he was, uh, I think, forty eight hundred on 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 Saturday, and I, on Monday he's already sixty three hundred. I still think that's fair. Noah Vonley's out. Luke Cornett's going to get extended run again. Like God, I, I hate to be recommending Luke Cornett and and and, uh, and Mitchell Robinson on any slate. 
But if these guys are both going to get 35 minutes, I think you play Luke Cornette and Mitchell Robinson at these cheap prices and plug in the studs elsewhere. Uh, this is a slate. Maybe you leave 3000 on the table. I'm just kidding. I don't think you're going to have to do that today. But at the end of the year, you will need to do that. But uh, Mitchell Robinson and Luke Cornette, if they're going to get 35 minutes, man, I think you have to play them. Uh, bottom line. And I, I don't think I'd even try to force any other Nick in my lineup. I don't think I'd play Moutier. Uh, I, I don't know if I would play Dotson. Um, I think I would just strictly play those two guys, knowing that they're really down big men outside of maybe playing Hazoni at the four or Lance Thomas at the four or something like that. All right. Um, a lot of time spent here, but Walter Lemon, I'm telling you. Walter oh, Lemon, Mitchell Robinson. Listen, so, so listen, I, 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 I know we got to go, but I'm going to be writing up Slate IQ tomorrow. You you can be guaranteed to find a Walter Lemon, uh, Mitchell Robinson, Luke Cornette 2-1 stat recommendation in this, in this article tomorrow. Guaranteed. Kevin Knox is going to have a 50-point fantasy game by the end of the season. I don't know when it's going to come. I'm just saying it's going to happen eventually. Orlando yeah. at Toronto, um, you know, we talked about them not playing again until Wednesday as well, and they get a pretty easy schedule to finish the week. They get the Knicks and the Atlanta Hawks. Mo Bamba is out. Briscoe is out. And on the Toronto side, McCall is questionable. I don't expect Toronto to sit anybody here, uh, to be honest. I expect Toronto to try to go out and handle the Orlando Magic in this game. Anytime you can potentially keep a team out of the playoffs, it's huge. But also, like, Toronto wants to see if they can catch Milwaukee. Like, not only are they fighting for the number one seed in the East, which is home court throughout the East, they have a chance to be the best record in the NBA if you win the East. Whoever wins the East is likely going to have the best record in the NBA. What are we doing with the Orlando Magic in a tough matchup here against Toronto? Uh, I, I wish I could play some of these guys, man. I just I don't I don't think I can do it today. DJ Augustine is sixty one hundred. Now listen, he warrants the price tag. The guy's pretty much been a consistent. 30 fantasy points or 30 plus fantasy points the last 10 games. Price tag definitely warranted. Uh, Michael Carter Williams has signed another 10 day. Looks like they're going to keep him around. Uh, he's a value, but I don't think it's necessary because he's not going to play the minutes. Um, Terrence Ross going back to Toronto. I like it. I, I really like Terrence Ross today at 5,300. I, I think this could be a, a, a nice, you know, just look, just little simple upside game for him out of nowhere. Uh, really like that today. Uh, Aaron Gordon at 7,100. Don't hate it. Uh, he had a really big game here against Indiana over the weekend. I don't hate it. Uh, and then Vooch at 9,100. I'd be willing to play Vooch today, even against Gasol. Uh, I, I, I think this is a this is a good spot for Vooch, not in terms of uh, it's going to be an easy game, but but I think if they're going to win, I think they're going to need production from him. Um, you know, if you look at the shot attempts are there, uh, if he dials up the rebounds and a few assists, he, he could really have, uh, you know, a phenomenal game here. So I like Vooch at 9,100. Uh, he's not necessary, but he's a guy that's going to go criminally, criminally under owned on this slate. I think he's just an outstanding tournament play. Yeah, averaging 56 fantasy points in three matchups. 
against Toronto this season. Obviously, difference here with Marcus All in there. It's obviously a huge difference, but the upside's still there for Vooch. He's really the only guy from the Magic that I might play. Um, Michael Carter Williams, if he was playing more minutes, he'd be interesting, but they're realistically going to continue to play. DJ Augustine and just fill in with Michael Carter Williams. Uh, you know it for a long time. Coach Clippert is very tight on his rotations this time of the year, and he has been for the last few weeks. So, Vooch and potentially Terrence Ross, but like I don't even love that. The Toronto side, nothing really standing out to me here on Toronto either. I, I will say that there's a good chance that Marcus All starts in this game. And Marcus Saul at 6K has some upside against Orlando here. Um, but outside of that, there's really not a lot that I like on the Toronto when everybody's healthy. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Um, I, I I don't think I'll play anyone from Toronto. Um, Kyle Lowry's kind of back up now. Fred Van Vliet is priced up. I feel like they're kind of giving him the uh, same treatment they gave Terry Rozier, just price him up in the event. So – um, don't want to play him. Danny Green's priced up. Uh, I, yeah, I, I'm not playing anybody from Toronto today, uh, period. Just not playing anybody. Portland at Minnesota. 223 total here. Portland favored by three and a half in this game. McCollum and Nurkic are out on the Minnesota side. Covington's out. Dang is out. Gibson is doubtful. Rose is out. Teague is out. Start with Portland. You know, are at, at this point are you know like it, it finally happened against Detroit on was it Friday or Saturday like Cantor finally got the minutes um and just thinking about like the matchup against Chicago and the matchup against Atlanta they handled that game it was a close game against Detroit they had Drummond big guy big guy now we're going into Minnesota where we know Cat's going to get the minutes. Are we going to see Cantor play 30-plus minutes here? Uh, I still don't trust it. I, I don't trust <laughs> it at all. I, I can tell you that right now. But what I do trust is Damian Lillard. Uh, and and listen, man, I, I, I want to talk about how impressive Damian Lillard has been on this stretch, and I want to demonstrate it in one game in particular. That's this game against Detroit. Now, they had a rough game. They had a rough game. And the reason they had a really rough game is because Damian Lillard had a rough game. Let's just listen to this stat line, Stevie. Dame shot 32% from the field, 8 for 25, okay? He shot 8 for 25. Hopefully you don't know how many fantasy points he, he got that game. You probably already do. I but do know. I, I've played Lillard every slate that I've played for the last month. Okay, th there you go. And look. Dame had an awful game, shot eight for 25, and still put up 41 and a half fantasy points. I think that's all you need to know. I think Dame's the top player on the slate today, period. Going against Minnesota, had a rough game. I mean, if he even made, you know, four more shots, that's eight to 12, 15 points, depending on, you know, if he was shooting threes or whatever. Well, eight to 12, let's just say eight to 12 points. That would have easily put him over the 50 mark there um, or close to it. I, I think Dame's the top player on the slate, man. So I think you play him. I know you asked me about Cantor. He's 6,600. I'm just not playing him at that price, period. Not not going to do it. Um, so, you know, as far as Portland is concerned, it's Dame. Uh, it's a guy like Mo Harkless who's still pretty cheap. Um, you know, I, I'd be willing to play Amino at 5,300 before I played uh, – uh, cancer there. So that that's kind of where I'm at. 
Portland for me is Dame, it's Amino, it's Harkless. Just can't play Cantor at, at that elevated price. I just I don't trust it. Um, <clears throat> the other side here, the Minnesota side of things. Um, I don't know if you guys have been listening to the podcast, but the one guy that I have talked about re- like relentless has been Josh Okaji um, for the last couple weeks. Played 41 minutes against Golden State, and they lowered his minutes in the back-to-back against Philly. I think he comes right back out in this game, plays his 30, 35 minutes, and <clears throat> I, I still think he's playable even in this matchup against Portland. He's been an excellent value play for weeks now. Listen, man, I, I'm with you 100%. And honestly, I am thrilled that he played 22 minutes against Philly and only put up 10 fantasy points. That's what kept his price down. One more 30-point game, and he would have been 6K plus. So I, I'm thrilled. His price actually went down uh, on, on, on FanDuel. Now, it went up on, on DK, but on FanDuel, I think it went down, you know, 200 bucks or so or something like that. So, yeah, I, I like Okaji, man. Uh, a couple of my friends have been playing Wiggins in the industry. Um, I just I can't play Wiggins. I'm sorry. He's just a guy I don't play. Jared Bayless is getting around 25 minutes back to back games. Not sure if he'll get it today, but if he does, 3300. Man, pair him up with Walter Lemon, and we've got ourselves a dynamic trio. Uh, it's I said trio because they're both 3K. I know it's two two players. So anyway, a dynamic duo with trio pricing. Anyway, uh, so I, I wouldn't mind him and. Uh, on, on on DK, you don't need this guy. On FanDuel, if you're thinking about going like that double punt scenario, I, I think I play Walter Lemon and I might throw in uh, Anthony Tolliver. For some reason, they're just content to not play Dario Saric big minutes, and it's very frustrating. They're content to split minutes with him. They're taking the Todd Gibson minutes, and they are giving them to Anthony Tolliver. I am very disappointed. I am hoping the Charlotte Hornets are listening to this podcast and are going after Dario Saric immediately. Uh, please bring him to Charlotte on a very friendly contract. Uh, let's free the man and get him some minutes. So anyway, uh, but but that, that's where I'm at. And of course, man, come on. This team is headlined by Carl Anthony Towns. I take Towns straight up over Cantor any day of the week. Uh, this could be a perfect one-to-one pairing. Towns, Dane, plugging that value, figure it out from there. I uh, love this spot for these guys. Oh, April. (laughs) (laughs) What else do I I say Um, when guys like Tolliver, Bayless, like. (laughs) It's true, though. uh, Listen, I'm not disagreeing with you. Maybe they're trying to keep Sarge healthy. I don't know what his contract is. Is is he a free agent at the end of the season? I don't know. So this third year, so they should they should have him under contract, and it should be team friendly. I'll look that up later on this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just kind of curious. Like, are they are are they not playing him a lot because they want to keep him healthy and use him next year? Is it Taj's last year or something? Like, I I don't know. Um. I am moving on, though. Philadelphia at Dallas. Embiid is out. Uh, Luka is questionable, and Hardaway is out. Starting with the Philadelphia side, you know, Embiid missed the last game, and everybody was sad that 
you know, Bolden got the start instead of Boban, but man, did he have a great game against Minnesota Ooh. the other night? Um, played phenomenal. I would expect him to start again, right? There's, I'd be shocked if he doesn't start again. And I, I think he's very good value. You can use him as a power forward or a center at 4,500 if he's going to play, you know, 30 minutes. Don't necessarily think he'll get to 40 fantasy points again. He shot 70% from the field. But uh, remember, a lot of this stuff is going to be really up close to the basket shot attempts, high percentage shot attempts. So Bolden's interesting for me at 4,500 with him beat out. Yeah, absolutely. And they pr- they priced him up, you know, on both sides. He's 4,500 on FanDuel. He is uh, 4,500 on DK. Um, I, it w- I mean, if he's going to get the minutes like that, which – I don't, I don't think we can truly predict that. I think he could easily play 25 minutes in this spot. But, you know, if we think these are the types of minutes he's going to get, then I think we consider him, man. I mean, like you said, it's April. Uh, might as well just just fire him up out there and uh, and see what happens. And, and um, But if he's going to get the minutes, I think you, you play him. Uh, Tobias Harris is always a guy I like with with uh, Embiid out, me and Bobby were kind of talking about that Saturday. He asked me, he said, you know, straight up, who would you take? And I said, hey, man, I, I take Tobias over Jimmy on Saturday. And uh, ironically, they put up pretty much the same score. And, uh, and Tobias was a, little, a lot cheaper on FanDuel, a little bit cheaper on DK. Uh, Tobias is just a guy I always like with Embiid out. He's got a chance to do more on the rebounding side of the ball. Ben Simmons does a little bit more. So, um, you know, with Embiid out, of course, I think you look at Simmons, or you can look at Simmons. Rather, I still would take Dame over Simmons today, but I think you can look at Simmons. I think you can look at Butler, um, but I'm, I'm definitely uh, going to consider Tobias Harris and Bolton. Those, those are my two favorite plays from from the Sixers, uh, along with along with JJ Redick because of his pricing. JJ always benefits when the beads out too. Um, shot attempts go up, his usage goes up, and stuff like that. But you know, those numbers have gone down since Tobias has been signed, so it's not the same as the beginning of the season. But don't mind Simmons, Butler, and Harris definitely in play. If I had to pick one of the two, it would be Harris just because he's $500 cheaper. Um, hate to say it, but give me a little bit of discount. I think they're going to score right around the same amount of fantasy points here. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Dallas side is going to really depend on Luka. Um, you know, I think they're going to be pretty careful with Luka if this is like a, a serious injury. Um, if it's anything even close to a serious injury, I think they're going to be careful with him. I think he has rookie of the year locked up. I don't think they're worried about that. What are we doing here at Dallas? Oh, if Luka's out, man, come on, play my boy Trey Burke. We talked about it already, and sure enough, you know, Lucas said Trey Burke put up 40 or 30. Or I think it might have been 40. Either way, uh, if he's out, you just play Trey Burke, man, uh, and that, that's what I'm going to do. Maybe you look at a little bit of Jalen Brunson as well. Um, you know, certainly wouldn't hate him. Uh, playing 30 minutes, but that's about it, man. I think those would be my two guys. I don't really want to – I'm not going to play, you know, any of these other guys. I don't want to play Josh Jackson. I just – he just doesn't have the upside for me that I'm, that I'm looking for, even at a, even at a cheap price. So, uh, Trey Burke and uh, and, and uh, Brunson Burner, th- those would be the guys that, that I would look at in this spot. Yeah, if Lucas sits, you know, you pretty much nailed it here. I don't even know if I'd go to Brunson here because Burke is just so cheap. Like, you know, you're getting so much more upside for Burke. I, I do think Brunson's an interesting player. Um, 
but I, I still think the upside is with Trey Burke just because of the price. Like, yeah. Outside of that, though, like nothing really else standing out to me here for Dallas. Like, Pal is okay. You know, he obviously is going to have a better matchup here against Bolden than he would against Embiid. Um, he's had a couple tough matchups, so this could be a spot that Dwight Powell has a good game. I, I do think that, and I've said this many times this season, I, I do think Dwight Powell is a better play on Fanduel, even though he's seven K on Fanduel. Using him at power forward, you're not taking up a center spot on him, and I like that more. Really better play on fantasy draft than anywhere else. Um, anything else from this one? Nah, man. Um, that's it. All right, your boy Charlotte's at Utah. Two eighteen total. Utah favored by eleven and a half. Zeller is doubtful. Tony Parker is doubtful. Exum is out, and NATO is questionable. Neto. Um, let's go with Charlotte first here. They're still technically in it. Nah. But no, man. They're they're playing Dwayne Bacon. They're playing their young guys and get like Miles Bridges. They're like, all right, well, our young guys have been doing well. We're going to let them play. But they've priced these guys up. It's a matchup with Utah. Will, honestly, there's nothing here for me on the Charlotte side of things. You know, There's a few games that I like today, and I'm just going to focus on those games, and this is not one of them. Yeah, yeah, no need to play the Charlotte value today, man. Um, it's just not there. Uh, and I think today was the nail in the coffin. I think today was it. Uh, the, you know, they got just – Golden State handed them. <laughs> yeah, they've lost. They lost two games. I mean, they needed that game against the Lakers, and I honestly think today was it. So I, I think you know we'll start seeing Kimba's minutes limited. Uh, Marvin Williams may start to pick up some DMPC. This maybe, uh, maybe we'll get some lineups where Kimba just gets the night off and they play all the young guys. But but I, I think today was it, man, or or yesterday rather. So. Um, just no no interest in, in my Hornets here. Tough, tough break at the end of the season. Maybe we'll go out and, and sign Dario Sarge like I'm telling them they need to do. Yeah, if Kemba sits Malik Monk, um, would be very interesting for what it's worth. Um, it, yeah, it'd probably be Devontae Graham, though. <laughs> Malik Monk would play, but I think Graham would get the start. Yeah, I think Graham would play like 25 minutes, but that still leaves like 20 to 22 minutes, and Monk could play 22 minutes and – crush value so again it's utah like let's start talking about this later this week when they have a better matchup because this matchup against utah stinks um is there anything on the utah side that we like oh no man um we have to like go bear right like if potentially if this game stays close go bear probably go bear probably crushes like it's a center against charlotte like let's not completely dismiss like Utah, yes, they should blow this team out. They should handle this game. It's a back-to-back for Charlotte going into Utah. It's a really tough back-to-back. But if potentially this game stays close, which we don't like to predict blowouts, Gobert has an excellent matchup here against Charlotte. Yeah, um, he does. Will's like, you can say everything you want to say. I still don't like it. I, I will say this. Utah hasn't rested anybody all year. And they need to keep winning games. I, but with, with favors out, I'm, I'm just wondering if they're going to do something crazy and, and play Jay Crowder big minutes here. Uh, play him at the four and play him 30. If Jay Crowder gets 35 minutes, he, I think he would be the one guy from Utah that, that I would strongly, strongly consider. 
Um, but but that's about it for me. Yeah, I like that call. Um, I totally missed that news that Favors was out. So I, I really like um, that call. Jay Crowder is very interesting. Use him as a small forward. He probably plays 28 to 30 minutes here. Um, I like that call a lot. Um, you you know, you obviously were talking about the Jazz want to win. Like, the Jazz taste blood on Portland right now. Portland dealing with a little bit of injuries. And they're only two games back of, the, uh, of Portland. And if you yeah. could flip-flop that where you're playing at home and you have home court against Portland, like, the Jazz sniff blood. So, um, yeah. moving on, last game on the slate. One of the hardest games the night before to break down. Um, Cleveland against Phoenix. Kevin Love is questionable. Phoenix. Aiton is out. Tyler Johnson's out. Oubre is out. Warren's out. Um, obviously, it is very obvious that Phoenix wants to lose this game. Um, I, you know, just being realistic here. Like, Phoenix has lost six straight. They're, they're terrible this season. They want to lose games. And now they have the Cavs, who they have a two-game cushion on for the second worst record in the league. It's a thing. Um... There's no way Phoenix wants to win this game, right? Nope. And 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 listen, I am very disappointed in FanDuel because you know we, we're gonna you basically need to play Rashawn Holmes today on DK. Uh I mean that's like two or three value plays now. Lemon, Holmes, play them all. Uh FanDuel price Rashawn Holmes up to 6500 My goodness, it's awful. Just awful. I don't think I can play up there. But um you know, these guys are they're all priced up on FanDuel because of the injuries and I mean, but the bottom line is they're playing each other and both of these teams are awful. I, I may just play Devin Booker today just because I can, knowing that the upside is gonna be there, knowing that he's gonna take 30 shots. He's pretty much in the same situation as Dame. And Anyway, I know we're talking about Cleveland, but I think this this game just kind of – We can start with Phoenix. That's fine. Yeah, I, I just think this game goes together. I got so disappointed, but – Booker's actual points in the last three games, 48-50-59. If you need any more evidence that, like, he could still perform at a very high level and this team could lose, um, it's very evident that could happen. The other guy that I wanted to bring up here is Dragon Bender. I know he played – you know, 29 minutes the other night against Memphis because Holmes was out. But even if we look at Aiton off the floor, like Bender's still probably going to play close to 30 minutes in this game, even with Holmes playing over 25 minutes. And he's 5K on Fandle. He's still not a punt, but he's a lot cheaper than Holmes if you want to go down that road. Bender's not a very good player. Bender really benefits here if Holmes sits. You have to remember the matchup. It's a matchup against Cleveland. It's a good matchup all around. They allow a ton of fantasy points per game to opposing teams. You have to remember that. And, you know, they want to lose. Are they going to lose more with um, Holmes out there or Bender? <laughs> well, I mean, according to the reports, Holmes is going to play. He had a head yeah, injury. he had a migraine. Yeah, yeah. Listen, so, anybody that's ever dealt with headaches, I know we give NBA players and NFL players and MLB players a hard time. But anybody that's ever had a real migraine, you cannot – you have to sit in a dark room. I, I get bad headaches sometimes, and I think it's from staring at a computer screen all the time. But, yeah, like migraines are no joke. Yeah, yeah, they they are awful. And, uh, and concussions. They're, they make you absolutely miserable. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm with you, man. Um, 
But yeah, so these guys sit. I I, I think you just you, I think you play play all the, the. First of all, I think you play Devin Booker today. Okay, I, I think there's room to play Booker, Lillard, Towns if you want to, uh, Mitchell Robinson. I just I think there's room to play these guys because of all this value. NBA in April. Um, just I, I think you play Devin Booker. You figure it out from there. Yeah, I like Booker a lot. Don't mind Josh Jackson. Don't mind the center value. Um, Josh Jackson come back. He's played 30 minutes. I think he'll continue to play 30 minutes. So, um, I still, I don't like bridges, you know, even with him getting minutes, he's just, he's not a very good fantasy output player. Uh, let's talk Cleveland here. Cleveland wants to lose this game too. (laughs) Kevin Love is dealing with shoulder soreness. Do we think Kevin Love deals with shoulder soreness one more day here? (laughs) Uh, quite possibly, uh, man, if, if he's dealing with shoulder soreness, do you think they'll give Marquise Chris 25 to 30 minutes going back into Phoenix? I don't know. Um, I can't, I can't trust it, but, um, just, just want to point that out there. Larry, Nance, Larry Nance has been playing minutes. Tristan Thompson's um, minutes are on the rise yeah. too. Don't yeah. look now. Yep. And, and they, 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 all three of those guys have actually been playing and, and they've been playing pretty well. So, if love were to sit, um, I, I would, I would, I would definitely have some interest in uh, in Larry Nance uh, here or, or Tristan. I, Tristan might be on the outside looking in for me, even though you know the, the price is good. Um, this is one of those things where, it, like, say you have a guy that doesn't do as well on the early slate, and you're playing on DraftKings, and you have Nance in your lineup. This is one of those things where if Kevin Love gets ruled out. And you need to try to make up ground. Lance is probably going to be pretty heavily owned. You go down to Tristan Thompson and, and you just take a shot on if you're down already and you know you have to make a run here on this 10 o'clock game that's like way different. It's an hour and a half after the Dallas game. We really don't like anybody from Charlotte, Utah. This game has a lot of value in it. Um, it's just one of those circumstances that that's how I would uh, approach these bigs if I was going to play Nance. Um, you know, Kevin Love, if he if he was going to play, would be interesting. But I don't trust the minutes, even if he does play. So, um, Cleveland has been a very tough team to figure out this season, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, um, let's play the morning grind game, and then we will give out some home runs, and you know, we'll talk a couple pitchers that we like here. Give me your favorite over under. There's not a lot of them. You can pick a game that you think will go under or over when the total comes out? Yeah. Uh, give me the Utah Charlotte game. Oh man. And uh, get, get, just give me the, under. you want the under, right? Yeah. Give me the under. <laughs> I'm taking the under today. That's what I had, that's what I had written down. <laughs> um, I'll take the under in Boston. Yeah. I, I got you. I got you. Under 5k to seven X. Who you got? <laughs> Walter lemon jr. As a matter of Why? fact, I'm giving, I'm giving Walter Lemon Jr. 10x, man. Why 10X. did I even ask? <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I really wish I knew if Luca was going to play. My answer would be Trey Burke if Luca was out. My answer would be DJ Wilson if Giannis was out. Um, but going off of what we know... Oh man, this is so tough because there's so many of these that I like. If if people sit, 
Yeah, man, it's it's crazy out here today. Um, I'm building my lineup on FanDuel as we speak, and uh, I'm stuck at one position because there's one position that's just god awful today. <laughs> oh boy. I don't know if this guy necessarily gets the 7x, but I, I do think he's a really good value play that people are going to forget about today. And I'm going to take Joe Harris. Yeah, I like it. Over 8K, not the 5X. Who's your bust? Oh, man. Give me Kimba. Yeah, I like that one. You know what? Um, give me Kawhi Leonard. Yep, like that one too. Who's your 6X guy? Who's the guy you would put in for 6X? Just lock it in. Oh, man. Mitchell Robinson. Oh, man. You're killing me, Will. You're probably going to like the same picture as me, too. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. Listen, you know baseball. Uh, I get pretty contrarian, but we, we, we might. We might. Dude, I had Matt Schumacher, Shoemaker at 5% the other day, and right. I had him everywhere. And I was absolutely floored that he was 5%. And, yes, I'm stalling um, for my pick here. You know what? Give me Booker. Yep. yep. 60 fantasy points. Let's go. All right, Will. We promised that we talk some pitching and some hitters. Uh, we'll do pitching first. Um, it's an ugly, ugly slate for pitching. Um Give me one guy that you like here. Um, you know, it, it's kind of a first look for me. I'm guessing it's a first look for you too. I've looked a little bit at the baseball slate, but not a lot. Just to update models. Yeah, I, I looked at it, man, because you know, like I told you, I got super excited um, when I saw this uh, th this qualifier come out, Q come out for the live final. I was, man, I was just so excited. So anyway, uh, my favorite picture today. Man, listen, I'm just going to have to attack this team until they prove me wrong. And I I, I, do, I don't feel comfortable with this play right this minute because I feel like he could get limited. But I'm just going to have to take Julio Urias right now, man, against the Giants. These guys have been just awful out of the gates. And I'm just going to take my shot with him and hope he can rack up the strikeouts and get, get through six innings clean. Yeah, I, I like that. He certainly got that you always worry about throwing strikes, um, and that's why you know you worry about how many innings he's going to go because guy has a ton of talent. It, it's just more of um, more of can he throw the strikes to to really get there? Um, I, I do like him. I think he's very interesting. I think Steven Matz is interesting, but my guy today. I, I don't think it it shouldn't really shock anybody. Um, Sean, Sean Newcomb. Matt Strom, dude. Oh, okay. Like, if you if you knew like how much I liked Matt Strom um, last year, you know that I was going to talk about him already. You know, this guy was a guy that just absolutely showed a ton of upside last year, strikeout stuff wise. Um, his his K per nine was really high. His his strikeout rate was twenty eight percent. His swinging strike rate was 12.6%, and now he gets a matchup with Arizona. And Arizona's not the Arizona team for the years past. They don't have Goldie in there. Um, you know, Pollock's gone. They really don't have a big right-handed bat. Like, Adam Jones is there, yes. Adam Jones had a 109 ISO with a 309 WOBA last season against lefties. 
still doesn't strike out a lot, but really their best bat is probably Nick Ahmed. Um, I absolutely love um, Strom here. I, I think he's a very, very good option. I know he's expensive at 92. He's expensive everywhere, but this is an excellent spot for Matt Strom, and I, I think he ends up potentially being one of the highest scoring um, pitchers on this slate. So let's talk a few home runs here. Um, I'll let you go first. Give me three guys that you're looking at for potential home runs here. All right. This is going to be good. Are you ready? Yeah. I just want to see how many of the same guys we have. Give me Max Muncy. Didn't have him. Give me Cody Bellinger. Didn't have him. Give me Corey Seager. I didn't have him either. Uh, you yeah, just picked I, three I, lefties I, against the lefty. Exactly. It, okay. Exactly. Let me tell you why. I'm listening. I, I, I think the Dodgers are going to hang a number here. I don't think they're going to platoon as much today. Now, listen, I, I could be wrong. So they're probably going to play Kiki. Um, but I, I think Muncy's going to play today. I, I think Bellinger's going to play. That, that's just that's just that's just my inkling. Um, I, I've got I've got a couple other guys too, but I want to just leave that off just to just to show you my affection for the Dodgers. Um, I, I also really like George Springer today too uh, against Drew Smiley, but that, that would be my my last call outside of that game. Yeah, so like. You, you know, you list a bunch of Dodgers, and one of mine was the Dodger was a Dodger player. So, like, that's why I was like, that's hilarious because, like, you know, you listed all these guys. Um, one of my favorite plays on the entire slate today is AJ Pollock. Um, you know, a guy that mashes lefties and a guy that mashes righties. Um, just an absolute amazing spot for him against Drew Pomerantz as a Red Sox fan. I know Drew Pomerantz shouldn't really scare anybody here. Um, the other guy I got is Justin Smoke. I played him a lot the first couple days, and of course he home run this weekend. Um, I, I really like him. And then my last one is a guy that I kind of just hope cracks the lineup, and, and that's Tyler White for Houston. He's a guy that's not going to play every day. This guy showed massive power against lefties last season. Drew Smiley did not pitch in the bigs last season dealing with the injury. This is going to be, I think, his first start since 2017 um, in, in the bigs. It might even be 2016. And I think he's going to have a little bit of a rocky start here. Um, you know, going, you know, at home, of course, pitching for Texas, but facing a very good Houston lineup. Um, I, I like Houston as a stack today. I think they're very interesting. Texas bullpen did not get better over the offseason. So I really like Tyler White. He'll probably bat like sixth or seventh, but don't be scared of the batting spot. If he gets two at-bats, I think he could homer in one of those two at-bats here against Smiley. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I, I know I gave out a lot of Dodgers, and I know I gave out lefties, and that's why I told you guys, you know, with, with baseball, I, I I try to think a little bit differently just because of the variance. Love it. it you know, I, I don't ever go down the, down, the, down the path. Everybody travels on baseball. I just – and it's just worked for me over the years, man. Um, my my last one, which I know you asked me for three, I want to point out those Dodgers, but um, especially the lefties. And, and that's why I keyed in on the lefties because you know how this works, Stevie. Everybody plays the Dodgers righties. Nobody plays the lefties. And then, boom, they're smashing balls out of the park everywhere. Uh, Freddie Freeman is another one I like today. I, I think he'll go pretty low on. Homer. Um, yeah. So, I uh, – <laughs> Homer. <laughs> hey, listen, it just – I, I do like free money, Freddie. They're back at home. 
man, I wish I could go up there and catch this this game. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm not gonna be able to do that. This is one of the ones that I wish I was traveling through Atlanta because I would totally yeah. make a pit stop here. Yeah, because Sean sure. Newcomb, for anybody that isn't listening to the morning grind last year, Sean Newcomb's one of my favorite young pitchers in baseball. He's massive reverse splits. He has a very, very good changeup. Now, if he could just hopefully he found the strike zone this offseason. Um like he's a guy that I like. Um, I probably won't play him here against the Cubs, but I wouldn't be shocked if he dominates them. That's gonna wrap it up here for Monday. We do have a small basketball slate tomorrow, um, so we will be talking a lot more baseball on the podcast tomorrow and on Thursday. So um, dual podcast Monday and Thursday, basketball rest of the week. If everyone has any questions, always feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. He is Chief Justice 06. I am Stevie TPFL. Hope everyone has an awesome, awesome Monday. Good luck in your contest. We'll see you then.